Hello everybody and welcome. My name is Jo Renee Feeler and I am so excited to be here with you today. It's been, I think, two or three weeks off from me sharing live messages because of an amazingly impressive and not so fun case of bronchitis. So I'm really happy to be back. My voice still sounds a little strained. Um, so I apologize for that. You may, um, there may be some muting or editing for the video that I'm making for the archive. Um, because of little coughing, little spells here and there, but I'm so excited to be back and I'm happy to be here with you. So thank you for joining me. All right, so what are we doing here? I love to share messages. Um, I share lots of free content and all of it is really intended to help us feel closer, personally connected to source creator, what I call God. And is it religious? Uh, not in an organized religion way, but is it spiritual? Yes, <laughs> in a very soulful, eternal way. I know from my own experience that um, flipping inside out your connection with source, with God, changes everything about who and what you are. You're less, um, I wanna say, uh, Oh, what is the word I want to use? You're less fragile in this environment when you feel that connection from the inside out. So I love to share messages and inspiration and tips and strategies with pretty much anyone who's interested. That's hence the free content um, to assist you in doing that for yourself, knowing how absolutely life changing it was for me. Yeah, and there's also a lot of misinformation and a lot of overly complex information out there. And I know my process um, is very simple and I want to say organic. So why not make it as easy as possible? So anyway, so we're going to share a live message today. And what am I doing in the live message? I'm not prepared in terms of I don't read from a script. That's just not my style. If I were to prepare everything, I would share a lot less because I would overly analyze it and I tried to wordsmith every single little word and I don't wanna do it that way. So I, it kind of feels for me as human gel like I'm shooting from the hip, but what's happening is that because I'm in that grace of allowing that, that source deeper energy and messages, I actually prefer the messages that we get because they're not based on human research. It's not based on my human mind. It's based on a soulful, vibration of love and support and encouragement um, and inspiration really for all of us. It's also quite healing in a lot of ways. So um, if somebody's new to my work and they don't understand what I'm doing, I, I guess my invitation would be just try it out and see, is it of God 100%? Um, is it quote unquote channeling? I guess you could look at it that way, but I'm not channeling anything other than my soulfulness and what I call my team. Some people would say talking from the heart. That works too. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in here. Our topic today, as I understand it, is life purpose and cosmic purpose and offering some upgrades here. The topic of life purpose and what is my purpose is one of the most common questions I get in my private session work with you. And I love, again, to let's just kind of strip it down, let's deconstruct it and let's see the divine simplicity of purpose and why we incarnate in this reality, okay? Because sometimes it's not what we think it is and it's not what we're told it is. All right, so let's just relax our shoulders here. Ah, let's do a brief connection exercise. I encourage you to just slow down your breathing. Good job, nice deep breaths. I'm going to do a little, um, we'll do, offer a little experience here. I would like you to imagine that you are standing there in heaven. You're, you're not your human you. You are like a ball of light. You could even consider yourself an angel with wings. And you're not in this reality yet. You're not in the time-space continuum. And you're sort of in like a lobby or like a gathering hall outside a very special event, okay? And you're standing in line and there's a lot of um, laughter and giggles and smiles and hugs. Um, there's a sense of, oh my gosh, you're here too, as there's other beings, um, beingness of light in this lobby. 
This is you as your, what we call your higher self. It's the you that's, that's eternal. It's the you that's not just here on earth. It's the you that has always been, okay? So I call it your soulfulness or your higher self. We also use the term your soul signature. So this version of you, this eternal you is excited about you being you, about your humanness. It's excited to jump into a human body and create a life to have a human journey again. It's, it's excited, it's, um, it's not nervous, but there's a lot of anticipation about what will happen because your soulfulness does not know everything that will happen. It literally does not know. This is not a prescripted reality. There's a lot of unpredictability here. Okay, good job. And just um, encourage you to force a smile on your face if you don't have one on yet at the um, magic of this, this idea, this image of you as your higher self getting excited to be you. Okay, good job. Now there's chit chatter in this lobby and somebody's asking you, what are you going to be? And you're saying, oh, I'm going to be a human. And they're like, whoa, really? Oh my goodness. And they're like, what are you going to be? Oh, I'm going in as something else. You probably will never see me. Um, I'm actually more of a non-physical being in this reality. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I probably won't see you then. And then they laugh. Okay, good. Just relaxing into this idea this playfulness, this lightheartedness of your pre-journey experience. Nobody's asking you what you're going to do in terms of a career. Nobody's asking you what's going to be your purpose. Because that's not the questions we ask as our higher self. Here we go. You can open your eyes if you haven't already. Let's get started right from there. So the reason that we're excited to share this message with you is because there is a lot of confusion and a lot of um, misrepresented information about purpose. And we see a group like this very seriously dedicated to what is my purpose? And what we see when you ask questions like that is a very um, responsible way about you that is trying to avoid messing up, that is trying to get it right, that is trying to not make mistakes, and is really feeling very responsible for, for your human. You're feeling very responsible for yourself, and you don't want to miss out on anything that your higher self had um, sort of orchestrated for you. So when we hear you ask questions like, what is my purpose? We also hear you saying, tell me what to do so that I don't mess this up. Okay, <laughs> very good. I love, I, I'm feeling you laughing out there and that's good. Okay, so let's just relax our shoulders again. Let's stay right here in our heart space. Okay, so notice the mind in that experience. Notice the temptation of your mind to make your life into a formula or a recipe that you just have to figure out what that formula or recipe is, follow the instructions, get it done, and be out of here. That doesn't sound very fun. It doesn't sound very exciting, does it? It sounds like a job. It sounds like a task. It sounds like something that um, there's one set way to do it. And your brain is kind of under that impression when it, when it is in that mode of asking that question. So our response to you and to your brain is, let's relax on that question more and more throughout your journey. That's our biggest advice to you. Because more than anything else, it's a trick question that your brain is asking you, especially because it's coming from your brain. Your, the human brain is very limited in its vibrational range and it is obviously um, a piece of your mortality in your humanness. So by its very nature, there's only so much of your soulfulness of something as grand as a purpose for incarnating it could grasp. And yet we deeply respect the role of the human mind. 
we love the way that human intelligence works and operates. So we, we still want to offer a valid um, answer in terms of life purpose. It doesn't look like a job and it's not one thing. It's not tied to a career. It doesn't have to be tied to income. The purpose that we see you as is much more cosmic in nature. When we look at your higher self vibrational range, we see a delight and an excitement in being on earth again. There are only so many spots in, especially in the human race that are allocated in any timeline. So it is um, a, a pleasant experience to, to get a seat in being human. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we just felt you energetically relax at that, at that idea alone. Okay, so some of you are tensing up in the brain still because that makes it even more of a high pressure situation of not wanting to mess it up if it's a very rare and special opportunity to be here. Okay. Mm -hmm. From your soulfulness, your human journey is about having a seat in the human race, if you will, at the human table of life for being the light and the love, maybe even the wisdom, the vibration, the unique soul signature that you are as your soulfulness and to have a human to experience that in, to share within, to share your unique collection of light within the human form. For a group like this, it is very unbounded. It is very open-ended. It gives you the credit you deserve to um, assemble your life and your humanness as you go along. In other words, there is no one recipe and there's certainly not one recipe you have to follow. This is a huge upgrade from decades of spirituality and consciousness and enlightenment teachings. Because what this group here, the reason that you're listening or watching this today, whenever you are watching this or listening this, is because you are embodied to set in motion another level, another degree, set of degrees actually, of creator energy in human form. Creator energy that is divinely inspired amidst your human journey that even if it had a set recipe, it would have thrown it out long ago. Creator energy loves to put in motion things that it does not yet see here. New, pioneering, not expecting there to be as many rules that apply to it, not expecting there to be a manual to follow or adhere to. So the cosmic upgrade for this timeline is about being creator energy in human form and not expecting there to be a path in front of you as you do so. This is very much like Jesus did in his journey. He was not asking what is my purpose. He felt his love for humanity and he recognized the distinction between how he felt that love, how deeply, how purely he felt his love for this world and all in it relative to what he observed others were um, sensing and embodying in terms of their love tank, their love vibration. He knew he was different. He knew he was, I don't want to use the word special because special implies that others are not special and all life is special, but he knew he was distinct from the rest of humanity. He did not look at himself as better than the rest of humanity. And yet he did consider himself to be, um, that it, since it was such a, um, a unique way that he was experiencing himself, that he held himself to a higher standard about who and what he was. That is very similar to a lot of you. And that's actually why you ask the question, what is my purpose? because you sense that degree of uniqueness. Um, I want to say grand capacity. You've probably sensed that within, within yourself from a very, very young age. 
So your um, interpretation of that is, I must be here for a reason. I must be here for a purpose. And the, the edit we'd like to offer you is taking out the A in front of each of those. You must be here for reasons. You must be here for purposes. And they are not one isolated thing. It is not a box to check. It is a plethora of opportunities as you feel curious, as you feel inspired to create versions of you that serve the purpose of being a pioneering, soul-oriented version of love and upward spiraling energy and positivity in this reality. Okay, good. Now let's take another step here and separate it from career and income. There is a a small collection of individuals that is able to, if you will, monetize and make into a career what they feel is their purpose. But that is not the norm. And that is not necessary. Your purpose is so much more than what what you do for your job. Your purpose has been something that you've been doing from the moment you took your first breath, the moment you smiled at your parents, the moment you uh, realized how unique you are from your parents and you gave yourself more of that permission and free will to be your very unique you, no matter what your parents were doing or saying or what other people told you you should or shouldn't be doing. If you have that rebelliousness, there's another version of the pioneer, pioneering spirit that you have, and that's to um, pave your own path when it's not even, maybe even supported by those around you, and yet still you pursue. Pursue a version of you that feels the most free, the most liberated, um, the most expansive that that you can even imagine within a human journey. Okay. So we hear some of your brains say, but if it's that open-ended, then how do you know that you're getting it right? What if you can't get it wrong? What if you did such a fabulous job structuring your light relative to your human and that integration that you actually can't get it off track, that you actually can't fail? Now, some of your brains, I still hear them saying things like, but I want something more specific. That's fine. Your brain can want a lot of things, but we respect you and honor you enough as your soul signature to not give your brain what it wants. If your brain is overactive in this experience, your human experience, and overly involved in your sense of purpose and identity, it's actually depriving you of a soulful connection with your source, with God in that process. So maybe now is exactly the time to say to your brain, that's a great question. Um, It's actually not a satisfying conversation for me to have with your brain because you wanna make this into a recipe to follow and you're gonna deprive me of my license for creativity and leadership and liberation and freedom and setting free the light of source in my life. I want Jesus to be my inspiration for that or anyone else that that fits your bill of somebody that did it just spectacularly well. Okay, so maybe it's time to sort of shush your brain and bypass the um, literally the mental um, planes of your your beingness so that it no longer hijacks you and that it no longer distracts you or asks as many trick questions that you feel obligated to stand there and answer as if you are a high school student and somebody's asking you where your hall pass is. Ooh, that felt, that felt good right there. <laughs> okay, very good. Let me get um, a sip of my tea here. Just a moment, please. Okay, okay, next level to this. Cosmic purpose 
um, for especially for a group like this, and we're talking to the group like this. Cosmic purpose is much more about timing and timelines and what is sort of um, on the maybe wish list for an upcoming age and how things maybe will be different in the upcoming age versus the receding age or another version of that same cycle. So that is actually a bigger part that we see about anyone like you being here is that you're incarnated because of the timing that you wanted to be your version of light in this timeline. Oh, that's so big. The fact, excuse me, a hiccup there, um, or not a hiccup, but some sort of a swallowing thing. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Whew. The fact that you integrated your light into your human so specifically, so intentionally allows you to be as you are led, as you uniquely are led in your journey. Don't worry about anybody else right now. We're just talking to you, okay? That allows you to be your light as you are led, knowing that you are in exactly the right timeline to be you. Okay, it's starting to come together, isn't it? Okay, perfect. So the other element of confusion and misunderstanding is that there is an expectation that if you are doing your purpose correctly, then it will change the reality so dramatically that you'll see the positive feedback based on basically you doing it so-called right, okay? So the brain loves that idea that there is an immediate stimuli, an immediate response given to you by a reality like Earth to gauge and help you determine whether you're on track or off track in being this apparently more generic version of light that you are. But that's not an adequate, that's not a, um, it's not good to expect that from Earth because Earth is not built that way. Okay, hang on, I need to cough. This may take a minute, everybody, hang on. Okay. All right, I think I'm back. <laughs> okay, yeah, my voice is definitely getting tired here. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Goodness, okay. So, because this group is inserting a new, a fresh, a wider, literally spectrum of light into this reality via your human. This reality is not built for being any sort of an adequate responder to tell you how you are or are not doing. Okay, that feels like a big aha. I see the kind of light bulbs going on within a lot of you of, okay, that's, that's good to know. Um, Earth is not a mirror for you, especially as it relates to your soul purpose, your cosmic purpose and being here when you are here to insert a new vibration of energy into this reality because it's time, not because someone else decided it's time, but because you as your soul signature and a lot of others that were in that lobby earlier all decided that, that it was time for a new vibration of light. So is all of humanity involved in that process? No, 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 they're not. Um, the vast majority of humans that are presently incarnated, currently incarnated alongside you are not here to insert new light into the time-space continuum. They're here for the more standard approach of seeing what it's like to forget that you're God, which is what human, uh, the human experience and the veils and the sort of quarantine nature of the earthly reality has always been about, Okay but not for you. And that's why it feels so strange, doesn't it? And that's why logic doesn't always apply. And it's important to have, if you will, a cosmic logic, which is what we are um, offering you here. Cosmic understanding of who and what you are beyond the time-space continuum so that you can more fully free yourself to be the love and the light and the creative mastery that you are within your human form and not expecting the rest of your earth, the rest of your experience, the rest of your reality to, to say job well done, to say good job, to say, oh, you're amazing. And if you do hear those things, it's probably gonna be from somebody like us, 
like not just us, me, but this, a community like this that actually is tuned and pre-wired for that wider range of vibration. Cause you're more likely to see each other than anyone else is likely to see you at least seeing you at this level of depth and, um, expansion. Okay. Very good. So I hear some of you saying, so how do, how do we know we're, um, succeeding at maybe as a group in this case? by how liberated you feel, by how liberated you are feeling to be this unique version of you. Okay. I just feel into that moment for a moment. There's not external validation here. It's, are you feeling like a, I want to say truer, more liberated, more free version of your humanness? based on your beliefs, your truths, your awareness, your sense of who and what you are, and your sense of what's going on here. Okay. That's a wonderful sign. Another um, metric that our partner uses is how much is she feeling loved by source creator God and feeling that same love of, of God, God's love for everyone else. That's a, that's been a very, um, helpful metric for her in terms of how well she's doing, if you will. Okay. Not about being perfect. Not about, <laughs> not about shedding other layers, not about healing all wounds. There are naturally going to be wounds and pain points in your journey as a human. That's earth is just known for that. Just ask, just ask Jesus. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Let's take a pause right there. For those that are live, I'd love to um, hear from you. If you have comments or questions or other things that you want to talk about that so far, but so far I'm loving what came through already. Let me, um, get another drink here. I'm going to put myself on mute again. Okay. So in terms of purpose, the next time you feel your beautiful brain saying, what is my purpose? You could literally and authentically and honestly say back to it. My purpose is to be a version of light that is not already here at a vibrational range that is not normal here. And it's going to be tricky. It's going to be weird sometimes, but that's why I'm here. It's that generic. And the more that we allow ourselves to have that sense of unboundedness to our purpose, the more you will allow yourself to relax into this experience, this very strange experience of being incarnated at all. Okay. Very good. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Very good. Let me see what else is coming up here related to this. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm just relaxing. That almost feels complete. You guys, wouldn't that be great? Alrighty. We have a question here and I'm deciding whether I'm going to answer it or not. Um, it's saying, is the master Jesus speaking? Let me let him answer. I'm a part of all of Jill's messages. It is important, um, to me to support her in this journey. She's taking a lot of um, risks in a lot of ways from her human identity as Jill to do what she does. And I promised her I would support her. And I am very much a part of what she is doing in this reality, which is to number one, help restore the personal connection to God that all humans and all life naturally have available to them without an intermediary, without a go between and without a specific process to have to go through to feel and know that inherent 
connection to God from the inside out. Secondly, the other thing that is very um, much a part of her and my work together is about restoring humanity's sovereignty because humanity has been trampled over um, in this age, the passing dark age. And that is natural. It was expected when you were on earth to forget that you're God. A lot of unfortunate things happen um, in that human experience and humanity forgetting its divine nature, humanity um, having stories of um, identity that they they were created as a slave race and other sorts of um, fairy tales of disenchantment and um, suppression and repression of their natural divinity and natural light is something that we love to help correct um, and offer the truth of what human life is and what life is and what earth is and what it offers um, source creator God. So I hope that answers your question. Okay, let me clear my throat again. Hang on. Okay, that was interesting. Big cough right there. Okay. Um, The other thing that I'd like to offer this person that asked this question is that I really would like more than anything else for you to know yourself as a fellow master. That all life is so loved by source and so eternally valuable and that being on your knees in um, service to anyone other than God personally without a go-between even as me as the human version of Jesus that God is an upgrade for you so I welcome you to get off of your knees and stand in the light of God that is waiting for you in your humanness and will serve you well to be the carrier, the bringer of light that you are in this reality. And so it is. Okay. Whoa. Okay, sorry that took so long there. Okay. Um, Hello, Jess. She's saying, will you share more about the version of pioneering you mentioned? Yes, we'd be happy to. Thank you for asking. The version of pioneering that we're talking about here is is really what you've been doing, but being maybe more aware of it. All the ways that, that you, Jess, and so many others here, and definitely Jill, have paved new ways for, for being so many different things. Um, your human roles, you take a unique approach to those, your spirituality and your sense of consciousness and enlightenment, you do that in a very unique way as well. All of the ways that you have chosen for yourself that you're going to do it your way, that is exactly the pioneering that we're talking about. And isn't it perfect that it in so many ways has come so natural to you and been such um, such a consistent part about who you are? It's perfect. <laughs> and it is a sign of how well you actually did, um, if you will, insert that light into your humanness and, and weave it in that way. Okay, good job. All right. Um, okay, Carolina is saying, what role does desire play in purpose, if any? <clears throat> Excuse me. It feels like my brain's desires are never in sync with my soul. There's a burning in my heart to share, yet I've come to not desire anything. Could you comment on that, please? Okay, let's see. Desire, play, and purpose. Mm, It depends, um, because we're using desire maybe in different ways. There are many different times that I've met with people in private sessions that they have a, they feel like their sole purpose is to create a healing center, to create a retreat, place where people can come and join them. And I have yet to meet anyone that I agreed with them that that was their soul's purpose. Um, it, it always ends up uh, showing itself to me as a, as a human desire, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with human desires, right? But to translate and decide that that human desire is what your soul wants for you, that can create challenges, right? 
because your soul is saying, and that's that's what I'm doing in sessions. Do you, do soul? Do you think that? Uh, do you agree with her that or him that they 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 need to create a retreat center and that that's their purpose and it would be great if they did that and their soul's like, you know what? I'm kind of indifferent whether they create a retreat retreat center or not. Um, there's so many other ways that they're already sharing their light. Let's talk about that. And maybe it won't cost money, and they won't have to take a second mortgage on their house and go into debt doing it. Um, let's let's kind of strip it down to keep it simple. But what we find a lot of times with um, human-oriented desires that are then called their soul purpose or they call it their life purpose is they tend to be very complex, um, have a lot of steps. There's the possibility of failure. That's a key one. And there's a lot of pressure that the human is putting on themselves that they feel like they, they have to get that done. And if they don't, then they failed. And that's kind of a red flag right there, isn't it? That it's that it must not be your sole purpose if it's something that you can fail. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so I, I guess my point is you really can't always trust your, your mind's desires or your human's desires as that being automatically your purpose because they may not be the same thing. So, and does it matter? I love this that they're going out right here. Let me just go deeper into that part. Why do they have to match, right? I mean, we literally are encouraging this group to feel more personal authority and personal responsibility for the light of God, that you are all uniquely, you're each a unique representation, you're each a unique soul signature. There will never be another human like you, and there's no other eternal energy like you either. So this opportunity that you have to live as that eternal energy in a human form, right? With a, with a defined beginning and end. That's kind of nice to have. We don't have that as our soulfulness. That's kind of fun to play in the time-space continuum as a mortal. Um, but this opportunity to, you know, what do you desire? Why, you, why do you desire it? Is it something you have to do or something you want to do? That changes the vibration of it a lot right there. And it can be disappointing because sometimes when the sense of life purpose is more like we were talking about earlier, that can be more of a um, sort of a, a trick purpose. It's not your real purpose as your soul, but maybe you've been calling it your purpose. Um, there can be many ways that the ego loves that story. The ego is the storyteller of your human, right? So the ego loves a big grand story. So it's, it is interesting to watch the energetic dynamics of somebody that has an egoic story of, um, I'm here to create a center and um, it will draw people from all over the world. We're gonna heal people and that's what I'm here to do, right? It feels so big and grand and there aren't as many people walking around with as um, confident of an egoic story saying, I'm here to be the bringer of light in a way that it's never been done before, and I'm so excited to be a human. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing with your life, right? But we like the latter one better because to us it's more accurate, it's more uh, loosely defined. So it, that latter definition that we just gave that actually gives you more room for what you desire to be put whatever you want within that. There, now, now we're talking. Okay, so then it's less a matter of is it right or is it wrong, or does it fit? Does it allow me to be this expanded version of myself? So the reason this matters is because of the match your sense of purpose is giving you relative to your soul energy, your soul profile. And the tighter that matches, the more truly empowered by that eternal light you're going to feel. So if your purpose is, I'm here to create a retreat center, your, your um, lens to connect with your soulfulness is automatically hindered, manipulated, and I would even say tainted. It's, it's not real. It's slanted. It's distorted. So your soulfulness is trying to uh, get in your humanness from the inside out and, and be a part of this amazingness. But because that soul purpose and your sense of who and what you are is so narrow and so um, distorted, it has a harder time doing that. So isn't that interesting? That with a big purpose like that, that can seem so fantastic, that individual is actually 
limiting their own reach into source creator energy because of the purpose, because it's off from how their soul views their purpose. Okay. And let's take the other example of the person that says, you know, if you ask them, what is your purpose? Oh, my purpose is to be a unique version of, of light that's never been here before. And I'm doing it in ranges that have never been done before here too. So it's really exciting for me to be here. Anything they do can fit in that. If they want to be a mom, a dad, um, their role as a daughter or a son fits in there. Their role as a sibling, any career they do can fit in there. They could be a lawyer. They could be a bail bondsman. They could be a music performer. They could be a composer. They could be um, a spiritual messenger. You know, they could be a life coach. Anything they want could fit in there as long as it's obviously not harming anybody. <laughs> so we don't even talk about those, that realms of, of humanity that would intentionally hurt someone because that's not who we're talking to. That's not what this is about. This is about those that are wired to want to do the very best with who and what we are in our humanness and feel excited about that and all the possibilities that that offers us. So it is exciting. Okay, good. Thank you, Leila. She said, brilliant. <laughs> Very good. Okay, um, I'm going to switch gears. So hi, Suzanne. She's saying, Jill, I love you. Where are you going today with your, our team's response? Okay, I love, okay. I love where you are going today with your and our team's responses and this focus on soul purpose and life purpose. Kiss hug. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. Okay, I'm going to switch gears here because I know I have um, private sessions later today and I do want to give my voice a rest. Um, and Samson's coming over saying hi. I don't know if you can see him on the camera. I think his little nose in the archive, you'll see it. Um, okay, so things coming up. Um, oh, first of all, thank you. I felt so much of your love and support during the bronchitis, and it became clear to me um, as we were sharing some of the live messages, even before the bronchitis, that this is a significant upgrade that I'm going through in my life um, and in my, I wanna say energetic signature of what I am as Jill and what I'm allowing my light to be in this reality. So this bronchitis has come with a lot of energetic upgrades. I don't like the bronchitis side of it, but the results and the um, connection I'm having, the change and the upgrade is undeniable from private session work to everything else that I'm doing related to this soulful version of Jill, cosmic Jill. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So when will the bronchitis effects be over? I don't know. But what I'm seeing really clearly is that the timing of all of this is very well planned relative to the New York City event on May 19th. Um, so on May 19th from 3.30 to 8.30, I have a five-hour time slot um, alongside John Burgos to be sharing with an audience that will be there in person um, we will record it for archive recordings. And I'm telling you, I cannot wait for what comes through in that experience because I feel so, I want to say tuned up um, in so many ways for something really big. So I can't wait. And I, I feel this, yeah, it's just awesome. So I'm super excited and I can't wait for those of you that are going to join live. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person. I love to share in person. And for those that are experiencing it and experiencing it in archive, um, hold on to your seats because it's going to feel, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. And I know that we're all doing that. We're all a part of this process. So thank you for being alongside all of us, each other in this journey. It's really amazing. It is a great time to be here, isn't it? It's so fun. Um, the other things going on, I, I will be in London. So I'm looking at venue spaces for a two or three hour um, message and Q&A conversation. I love to do mini readings um, when I'm with live um, audiences as well. We obviously don't get to everybody in a, in a bigger group, but um, so we'll do mini readings in New York and then also we'll do mini readings in London as well. So that will be Sunday, July 8th. It might be Saturday, July 7th. Like I said, I'm still picking the venue and I'm very cheap. 
um, very budget conscious with my work. So I try to, you know, there are many places I could rent for a thousand pounds an hour. Um, but no, <laughs> that, uh, that's not how I roll. Um, so I'm looking for affordable and um, fun venues for us. So that will be July 7th or July 8th, um, 2018, obviously in London and stay tuned. Um, let's see. And I will probably record that as well. We have the France uh, Murray Magdalene adventure and I do still have, I think it's six spots um, available for that one. And the France trip is very special. I've been there before. So there is a familiarity that I have with it. I love the, um, the operation that I work with there that books everything. And I love our guide, Veronique. Um, she, we just clicked like hand in glove when I met her the first time a few years ago for a trip. That one is very special. If you feel a closeness to Christ of consciousness, to Jesus, to Mary Magdalene, you will probably love that trip. Um, it is, it's just absolutely fantastic. And you feel that Mary energy, you feel that Christ of consciousness in the experience. There's time on the bus for us to share messages. Um, we do many readings on the bus and it's just, it's quite relaxed and it's wonderful. The Zion trip is coming up in mid-October of this year, and that's like a three-day retreat. There's lots of messages, channeled messages, and we hang out together and we have adventures. Let's see. So we normally, I think we're doing messages twice a day this time, once right after breakfast, and then we'll have an adventure outside, and then we'll come back and do a message, and then we go to dinner together. So that one, the pace is very relaxed. It's not rush-rush. Um, we're sitting a lot and enjoying each other's company and we have great meals together. Um, so that one is great. And then the Egypt trip is not yet planned. So that one is still happening and it is taking longer than I thought it would. So um, yeah, we'll see. That one is, a, that's a complex one to put together because I like to do Egypt and Jordan together. And there's a lot of moving parts and that part, I think it's just cultural and I don't, it could be the time zone issues, but we don't have this issue with Europe, but it takes a while to hear back from people. So you know, we have a group of possibly 15 people, um, you know, how much will it cost so that I can get all the budgets. It just is a really slow process to be honest with you. Um, but I'm following the energy and I definitely know we will be going back. And my intention is that will be January, 2019. So if I, uh, if I feel differently, I will let you know if the timeline changes. Um, but that one feels great. And I love that trip and it was, it changed it changed everything. And not just for those of us that were on that trip, but I've, I've talked with so many of you that you agreed that you felt changed and upgraded about um, what was happening on the planet while we were in Egypt and Jordan. It's, it, we timed it perfectly. So I'm not trying to say we caused it. it, it causation and correlation are two different things. Um, but there is definitely a correlation there and it's fantastic. Okay. Very good. All right, you guys, that feels complete. Okay, very good. And hi, Anne. She's saying got goosebumps all over the New York energy. Good reminder to not take my brain seriously when it goes into the figure it out and linearly planning for getting it right. So good. I'm so happy to hear that. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing and liking and commenting. All of those help the alg algorithms on social media and on the internet. And I, I deeply appreciate it. Thank you for your support. This, I loved how um, at one point the team, oh, I think Jesus said it in the part that you guys didn't get to hear, but Jesus was talking about, there are a lot of, I want to say, personal risks I feel like I take in my work, not from a safety standpoint, but just from a, you know, it's, I'm very out there. I'm not hiding, you know, who and what I am. And I definitely get, um, a some degree of flack and criticism and, you know, what the heck, you know what I mean? Um, on the internet sometimes. And, you know, I can feel that awkwardness sometimes when we're with, um, friends and, you know, colleagues of my husband's work, if they know what I do, there's just a lot of, uh, confusion and misunderstanding and just kind of what is that? And sometimes they don't ask me. So it is, I, I would have a much, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, let me just say it and then I'll edit it as if I need to. I would have a much simpler and easier time in my humanness as Jill if I had just stayed in business. And yet I can't even imagine not doing this. I cannot imagine my life without interacting with you 
and getting to meet you guys and the work that we do together and the light that we're bringing, you know, through our humanness into this reality in ranges that have never been here before. So it's just, yes, it's scary, but it's not as scary as you might imagine. And I mean, people are so busy. They're not sitting at home saying, what's, you know, what's Jeff's wife doing today? You know, that she's weird, you know, <laughs> they've got their own lives to live. So sometimes I think we, we make um, some of those concerns bigger than they need to be. And hopefully you feel um, curious about maybe what you're holding back on in terms of versions and flavors of you that feel more authentic to your soulfulness, that maybe feel scary to your humanness and to your, your human storyteller about who and what you are because you're way more than all the human roles that you're playing. You're eternal energy and you are a version of light that has never been here before in this configuration. And that is exciting. Just like you on the, in that lobby as your higher self, delighted to be able to jump in and be you. You can feel that joy while you're here. You can feel that you can, you, you, you have the ability, I know you do, to allow for a sense of maybe even just grace and space within yourself to know that part of you is really excited about you being here, that your soulfulness is excited every day, that it has you, the human, to be itself in this reality. And it doesn't want to prescript that for you. It doesn't want to um, guide you along like you're a remote controlled car. It wants you to lead it. Your soulfulness is excited about you taking the reins, you taking ownership and you taking leadership about what do you want to define your purpose as? What, how do you want it to be more specific? There we go. Okay. Nice the landing there. I'm just giving high, giving high fives to everybody and saying thank you. Um, oh, there's a lot of thank yous in the chat too. You're so welcome. I love you guys so much. I hope you can feel that, that I, I love you. I love you and I so appreciate you. And it's so fun to be here alongside you. So hopefully we make it more fun as we go. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye. I'll be back next week and um, check out the website, jillreneefeeler.com, J-I-L-L. R E N E E F is in Frank E E L E R dot com to check out events and online classes and um, other messages we've shared. Book a private session if you want to. There's a lot there to experience and enjoy. Okay, I love you. Bye bye for now. <laughs>